Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Welcome back to this week's episode of Evolve, together with me, Susanna, and Jack, Mr. Larkin. How are you doing, Jack? Hello, everyone. I'm doing extremely well, actually. I've just came out of a motivational coaching session, which was fantastic, actually. So I'm feeling pumped and I'm motivated, which is always what you want after a motivational coaching session, of course. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. I want to know more about the coaching session, as you haven't told me yet. I'm also excited to hear. Tell me, what was it? Yet, no. Oh, where do I begin? So I'll give some like background to why I'm getting this motivational coaching. So my company basically have just said that I, I think you should get motivational coaching to improve the the sales calls and I'm actually quite close to this coach and, and meaning I can be quite open about it, what actually motivates me and what is my vision so that that's a, literally what we did we he tapped into he was like what what's your personal philosophy like what what's most important to you almost like what what do you feel like your purpose is So we explored that and then he just like took that apart and really took out my drivers and motivators and then linked them back to my sales calls. And it was just quite fascinating how he did this and how a narrative in my mind of these sales calls that I'm doing are just at the moment of a way of they're not really giving me much energy. Like I'm I'm doing the calls, they're quite mundane to me, I know how to do them. And yeah, it's just not really challenging. And we this is what we discovered. And I've got all this kind of pressure from trying to hit this target. So it was almost like, okay, how do we switch this round and connect the sales calls to the bigger vision, to what drives and motivates you and what energizes you? 
So we really dive into that and just completely switched it around and, and developed methods of how to do that. And it was just incredible, actually. The, the kind of realization that just from a, a narrative and switching that round, how much energy that can give you. Because what I realized from these calls, which are see, sales calls for people to have coaching, is if I can think of it as a way of me actually going in and diving into them, really finding out what motivates them and drives them, almost going deeper than I have been doing and challenging myself to do that, I can make a big impact on on this 30-minute phone call. And I've forgotten about that. It's more turning into, oh, well, it's just sales and blah, blah, blah. Whereas now, if I switch around, it can be so much more than that. And we also discussed how I can implement my bigger vision into my everyday life how i can get my time management sorted out looking at my calendar is like okay you've, you've got like clear vision how do you use your days to feel like you're moving towards that rather than at the moment where your just energy's low and you feel like you're wasting time so i mean that was kind of it in a nutshell without going too much into it but it was in- absolutely incredible so yeah i mean it was a complete demonstration of the power of coaching of a good coach definitely so yeah wow it sounds brilliant yeah, yeah honestly it was motivation. sorry and do you know what what's um a little bit ironic so me and Susanna had a discussion yesterday and I came back from work and I was feeling quite low on energy and just a bit like oh, I can't be bothered I feel a bit unfulfilled but I do feel unfulfilled um just a bit drained and Susanna felt much more energized and quite fulfilled and inspired. And that level, that difference can be quite challenging for two people of how you connect when you're on quite different, um, it is frequencies at that point. One was very energized and one was quite low. And we was, you know, you, you was kind of giving me a kick in the backside. You're like, come on, Jack, I know you can, you can do more than this. Why, why are you just so drained and drained and, have such a lack of energy so this came at a perfect time yeah me, i was just about to say the exact same thing so great that you took it up <laughs> mm. but yeah it sounds cool and i know that the one who helped you is a great coach which makes a huge difference and were you able to talk about your own stuff outside of work or was it mostly or mainly connected to the sales and your role in the company no no it was actually so it was more about my my bigger vision of what i want to do and i talked about how i want to do more coaching and i want to do more workshops retreats i talked about the podcast setting up my own youtube channel so actually i spoke about all the things that are just personal to me which i really want to be doing amazing um and it was kind of switching this round as working here has been almost like I'm just doing it to earn money, like at this point, mm. um, to to just get out of my overdraft, get myself in a st- stable point, which that is not a driver for me. That actually isn't a driver for anyone money. Um, you might think it is, but there's things going on underneath as the reason you want to earn money. Mm. And because I haven't been connecting to that, I've lacked motivation and energy, actually. So... Actually, it was all about my bigger vision and purpose and just how this is connected to that and how that can help me move towards that. But also talking about how I can use my time more efficiently during the day in order to put my own things in place. So like getting a strategy together to how to set up a YouTube channel, 
what what do I need to do in order to do that? So I can stop doing that during my day and reflecting on it as well. Like he said about, you know, write down three things you did well, one thing you can improve on. So this constant reflection on, on how you're doing. So before my call, get a clear intention set. Like I'm going to change this person's life. I'm going to really figure out what it is they want, like inspire them, help them to make this big investment, which is going to change their life. So that, that's before the call. And then afterwards, reflect on it. Like, how did I do? What could I have done better? Like, just re- reflection and intention on how that can reboost my energy up. Whereas at the moment, I'm just doing the calls because it's the same thing I've done over and over and over and over again. Mm. So it's just changing it up and making it more of a game and how, yeah, I can challenge myself more to grow. That's great. Um, Jack, yeah. will there be time for you to clean your room as well in this bigger vision and plan? because <laughs> you know uh-huh. I'm coming on Friday and I'm expecting no I'm kidding uh-huh. joke aside but did you talk about that <laughs> I, I didn't talk about that oh, um, no. it, didn't, it didn't come up but I, I did in the sorry I'm talking a lot here but let's just let's go with it so over the weekend I did my last coaching module which was on paradigms And there was a particular coaching technique that needed demonstration. And I, and he basically said, all you need to do is have, go up with having a kind of problem or issue with someone or something inside you. And I thought to myself, well, I'm quite messy. I can't seem to find the drive to just get my room tidy all the time. And as you know, Susanna, whenever you ask, like, we should tidy the room. My whole body goes into rejection. Like, oh, it's it's so long bothered Everything. blah 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 and <laughs> and I sat there and without going too much into the technique but yeah I started explaining why I'm annoyed at myself or he basically got me to picture that side of me that is this kind of immature I don't want to tidy my room person so opposite me sitting in this chair was a younger version of me who was, had his arms folded and was like, I don't want to do this, was in a bit of a rebellious mode and just a bit fed up and looking down. So I was telling this younger me, just like, you know, what, what are you doing? Like, I want to get my own flat with Suzanne. I want to feel tidy. I want to feel organized. Like, this is going to help me improve my life. So why are you holding me back? Like, what what's wrong with you? So you can express whatever you like quite openly. So then you get up and you shake off who you are. And then you sit in the chair where who you was talking to. So my younger version of myself, I sat in this chair and it was crazy. I, I kind of went into this trance-like place where my whole body closed up. I felt anxious. I looking down, I couldn't even look up and I became like my child self. And it was so deep and powerful, the place I went and clearly something in my subconscious had a really um, has had a traumatic experience, which I couldn't even remember when I was sitting in that chair. I just knew that I was in a lot of pain. And my adult self has been ignoring this part of me, which is really still quite sad and, and anxious. And that all came from saying, I don't know why I'm not, I don't have the drive to, to tidy my room. So it goes to show what goes on underneath all these patterns and and if you go deeper into that, the things that come up are quite incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also really, why maybe you're not able to 
manifest an apartment or whatever you're desiring right now because you haven't paid enough of focus or attention on the parts of you that need the healing and the support. And we all do this, of course. Mm. You're not the only one. It's so easy to do this. But I think the inner child was quite happy to to get some attention during the weekend. And I'm so fascinated that it was able to happen in a big room where a lot of coaches were present and the fact that you were able to just go so deep within yourself, it's, yeah, coaching can go deep. <laughs> it's quite remarkable. Yeah, it can go very deep. I mean, this, it was, this technique was almost, it was on the edge of therapy and I was quite nervous because I was quite aware that all these people were watching me. And then as I got into it and I kind of surrendered into this technique and became my child self everyone else in the room just kind of blanked out and it was in this as I said trance like state mm. and then once I'd finished like everyone was just like cause a lot of them are like 30 to 40 year old women mo most people in there and they were all just like oh you know well done you've done so well I want to give you a hug but people were just like one person didn't even look at me she felt so like sorry for me it was quite funny and I was just like I'm fine like I you know I went into that state but I've now come out of it um yeah, yeah it was and if you yeah you remember when you told me that people were telling you the phrase of well done and that they got emotional it's almost like their natural ability to be a parent or that nurturing side that's how we're used to speak to a child when a child does something we think are, are a good action or something that we're proud of it's always the phrase of well done and it's an achievement or you've grown I don't know I wouldn't expect that I don't hear that phrase at least from my side a lot to me in this yeah. age it's something you say to a kid or something I heard at, le at least as a kid yes no completely that reminds me of my other coaching module which was all about transactions which is essentially the the communication between two people and the, the energy that we're transferring to each other and it talks about that we're always in these three different ego states so either adult when we're very logical and rational or you're in a child ego state which can be four different things but it can be quite immature it can be very creative it can be There's, there's two others which I can't remember or you can be in your parent state which can be like the smothering parent or the strict parent you know it might just be worth looking up just transactions and ego states It's, it was fascinating to see how we're constantly communicating with each other in one of these states and this is what happened in this in my um, example is I went into my child state which is probably like an imm immature child and then all the the parents came out which probably like nurturing parents started communicating to me in that form because the way i express brought up their parent if that makes sense yeah um, definitely it, it's worth looking up it's pretty interesting on a small note <laughs> no, it's good. but anyway i think you should do some more talking now i think for the last 15 minutes i've uh, oh, taken well, over this you podcast do. you know Thanks. call it the evolve with jack Joking. How are you? <laughs> Bad sense of humor. Yeah. No, how hey. am I? I'm good. I'm <laughs> no, I'm good. I um I'm back in Sweden. So again we're recording over the computer, over a Zoom call. And 
yeah, you're still in the UK and I will be with you soon in like three days. So the coming episodes will be together finally with good microphones and not this bad communication. But that's also a side note. Um, how am I? I am, I'm good. I'm well. I've had about four days now back home after the, the retreats that I was a part of co-hosting in France. And I think there has been a bit of a mix of feelings coming back. Um, one part of me has felt quite lost and ungrounded. I've been very used to having a routine every day having food at certain times, having yoga practice, meditation. And I'm also, as I said in the previous episode, I've been around so many people constantly. And now suddenly being so much of my own, it was almost a bit of resistance. It was a bit scary for me, even though I really enjoy normally being on my own. And I'm actually, I would say, better off on my own sometimes because I can get quite knacked and drained by being around people for too long of a period. Mm. but I think now after a couple of days it's it's better and I feel very creative as we mentioned I have been quite inspired and motivated and yesterday you and I were facing a trigger towards each other because I was on a very different frequency I spent my whole morning practice about yeah two hours of kundalini yoga and if you haven't tried that, please try Kundalini Yoga. It can be incredibly powerful. And it was all about raising your frequency and working with the magnetic field. And I did that in the morning. And then I had some time with one of my closest friends here in Sweden and just went into the space of being very excited and motivated and writing down ideas and editing of my YouTube videos. And then I was talking to you in the evening and I was not very good with holding space. <laughs> <laughs> good sir. I, I was like, Ugh. I felt I want to so... work home. It's like, what, what do you mean you want to shirk home? You're going to do all this stuff. Why are you not doing it? And it came me like a, a backhand around the, the head for even considering relaxing at 9pm in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> and for everyone listening now, I my nature is... A mind that's very creative, like ideas come into my system 24-7. And mostly they come during evening time or after like 7 p.m. And it can go on during the night when if you speak about Ayurveda, this pitta hour or this this little gap between 10 and like 2 in the middle of the night, I have sometimes very much fire and ideas coming to me if I don't go to, to sleep, obviously, um, before 10 when I get into that 10, 10 o'clock sleep train. But the thing is, I I really don't have any problem with the relaxing. And if there is something I want people to do more, including you, including me, it is to slow down. So my nature is to allow you to slow down. But I think I was triggered by the fact that you, you just explained to me that you felt unfulfilled, you felt drained. And it's not the first time we obviously have this conversation. And I just felt frustrated that why aren't you taking the little amount of time you have every day to do something that makes you feel fulfilled? And that doesn't mean that Sherlock Holmes doesn't make you feel fulfilled. Maybe it is what makes you feel fulfilled. <laughs> but you know, you know what it means. You know what it means. 
like doing things that make you feel in love with life. And we do need to <laughs> relax, but it's good that you had this conversation now with the coach about motivation. That's what you needed. And I wasn't in a good headspace of supporting you because I was in a very, very creative space on my own. So I almost felt pulled down when you were not at the same frequency. And that's what I wrote to you. Like, um, I can't deal with it. Like, I feel pulled down. I need to be on my own in this. And, yeah. I think what I learned from that, I mean, I think what we can both agree on is that if that does happen, for if we're on the phone, of course, it might be worth saying, look, I, I hear you. I know you're in that space, but I'm in this space. And, you know, I really want to use that creativity. So maybe we just speak later. Um, can I be I honest mean, we, with one thing? What? It, what? it made me sad because you were starting this automatic like comparison of where I'm at. So you've been to France, you've done this, la la la. And then it puts this like, you and I are living different lives. We have different paths and it's just the way it is. But it bugged me that you were turning it against me as if it was... Everything is so natural to you, Susanna. And I just wanted to say, hey, it's not fair. I put in a lot of effort and a lot of energy and work to be inspired. I, I do stuff to be in the space. The fact that I spent two hours practicing in the morning to get into the right headspace. That's an effort from my side. So I understood you and I cared for you. But you're right. We should have said just like we're in different spaces. We should just let it be. But, yeah, I felt that you were needing me to understand you, but you weren't understanding me. And maybe that's <laughs> ego to say, but. Yeah. I don't know. I think we could have a, <laughs> we could end up debating about this, this point. I think I mentioned France because even though you've worked very hard for it, you were still out in nature, practicing every day, very in line with your core and you just come back and, you're feeling inspired. Whereas my point is I've been working for a month and it's been very tough and I'm in a very different space and it's very hard for me just to suddenly be inspired and motivated at the end of a day because it's quite draining. Mm. Uh, no, and I totally get but, that. And that's mm. what I wanted to express that I understand and I honor that and that's okay. But don't turn my life against me and compare them. And compare well, only when you got triggered at me for not being inspired and motivated. That's the only when I said, "Oh, you know," you asked me, "Oh, what are you going to do now?" And I said, oh, "Are you just going to watch Sherlock Holmes?" And you said, "Well, why aren't you doing all this stuff?" And then you know that triggered you, and then that triggered me to say, "Well, you know, I mean, I just want to relax in the evening and watch." an episode of Sherlock Holmes yeah. if I want. Yeah, and that wasn't um, the trigger. The Sherlock Holmes wasn't the trigger. I think the trigger for me was the fact that you want to be somewhere else, but you're not putting effort into being there. And then I felt, don't complain then. Don't tell me you're well, not. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it, that is a good point. That is a very good point. And it, and it comes when you were saying about me coming back and feeling a lack of motivation and energy but yet I'm not doing anything to work towards my vision. It's kind of this catch-22. It's like, how do you bring up this energy in order to commit to something that hasn't happened yet? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm in this job which has been lacking of energy for me, it's so hard to get the energy then to put energy into something that is going to take what work and time and commitment to, to build up. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a very it's a difficult one. And I was thinking about it today. I was like, what what could I do more in order to raise my energy for a longer period of time so I can put in more energy to the stuff that I love and enjoy it and is going to build up my energy mm-hmm. it was a that was the question I was pondering on today after I talked yesterday mm-hmm. and I think something that clearly came to me is since you've been gone I haven't done much movement or yoga I'm very much I find meditation quite comfortable and I can sit there and meditate for half an hour but when it comes to moving I need that extra push which you're very good at so it's going to be interesting when you you come back and when I start doing yoga again, which I'm mm. very excited for. Mm, we're going to start moving my body. Yeah. How will that boost my energy? How will that affect me? Mm. We can do some reflections yeah. in about two weeks and let the listeners yeah. know. Because yeah, so it'll be an interesting experiment because at the moment my energy levels in terms of my body hasn't been very high. So we'll see how uh, yoga affects that. Mm. And just yeah. overall, when we don't move it's it's so easy for the energy to just get stagnant in the body and all those blocks mm. and emotions and things you went through during the week and it's all still there in the body in the system if you don't mm. get rid of it or you don't channel it out or you clear the system so now yeah, now and afterwards um as always with triggers and the situation i'm happy for it and yeah we're learning about each other too and sometimes we don't even think about it it just happens when you speak and you feel oh i'm pissed off i don't want to speak to you anymore or i need my space and that's honestly that's so fine and i feel no resentments towards it today i'm just like cool it was what it needed to be and you did your thing and i did my thing and yeah now we're here and you had the conversation with the coach as well that helped for the motivation i mean yeah that's that's it i think that, that that is why there's many things I love about our relationship but one of the things we do very well is we have our moments where we're both triggered and, and say things and then we give each other space come back and then reflect on it and like okay well, why did it trigger me and why did it trigger you and what can we learn from this mm. and I think it's just something to take with every single relationship if, if you trigger each other and you bring out your you know, child ego state or your parent ego state and you have this little tiff and it triggers you emotionally, go back and reflect on that. Why Why did it trigger me? And I wonder why it triggered them. And then think about it and see, try and come at it at the other person's point of view and just see what you can learn because mm-hmm. there's always something to learn. That's how you grow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That is the evolution. Dum, dum, dum. That is the evolution. <laughs> Hence the evolution Oh, evolve with Jack and Susan, not evolution. <laughs> no, that's your own name. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's not my name. That's your yeah, name. I was like, oh, no. Uh-huh. no. And um, yeah, I think when it comes to triggers that we spoke about, obviously now, today, but also last week, it's quite connected to another topic that at least I want to dive into this for this episode. And that's... Mm. Yeah, attachments that we have to the outcome and to a certain situation and people where we put expectation on, yeah, on 
on the result or it could be literally anything. For example, I experienced it now also yesterday evening without going into too many personal details, but with another uh, relationship of my life. And I just felt like you have so many expectations and the fact that you can't just be flexible and let it go when things change, that bugs me because um, I think it's so important that we understand that everything is constantly changing. And every time we are attached to an outcome, whether it's meeting someone or whether it's having this amount of money on our account, we're all the time constricting and we're all the time trying to control the reality. And that stops the natural flow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, completely. Mm. completely. And I feel that that's also, again, a quite a present topic for me that I'm reflecting about the attachment I have to different things and the attachment people around me have and how that affects me. And um, again, I've said this phrase before, but living life in flow, it's so important for me. It's one of the biggest values of my life to not try to control the outcome. If things doesn't happen, it's still for a reason. And if I'm going to stay in, like, in my mind thinking about it, it just pours uh, even more weird negative vibes into the situations and what I expected and it's also connected to the fact of letting go which is so easy to say but letting go of attachments that we have on people it can be this relationship that is not serving us or this friendship or this partner that is not giving us what we are wanting and what we are looking for from the relationship and yet we are expecting the person to understand and listen and care and we get disappointed when the person is not there and serving in the way we want them to. And how that is yet our own problem all the time. That we're the one dealing with it and we're the one who we're the only one who can let go of that. If we let go of the expectations and the outcome and the attachment we have to different situations, it takes away a lot of the pressure we have on our life and the reality. And it also brings a connection to the heart, at least I feel, because this is easily happening a lot in the mind and maybe from subconscious fears as well. But when we're accepting that, okay, everything is actually changing all the time. I have no control over the outcome. I have no control over these people, what they're doing, how they are feeling, responding. <sighs> if you could master that concept, you'd literally be one of the most happiest people in the world mm. like this is it it's, it's gonna be you have to constantly work on it because you know it's easy to say these things if, like, if we can let go to any expectations or any worries you can live life in flow um mm. but we're we can so easily get sucked into these emotions and these automatic triggers so it's like this constant mindfulness that needs to happen of you know, when you get triggered, why am I getting triggered? Try and heal that part. So next time it happens, you can just let go of it. Mm -hmm. Because you're so right. If we if we could just have no expectation when, you know, things have come up that you're worried about. For example, you know, my overdraft I have to pay off. Like money has been in my mind for, for quite a bit of time now. If I could just let go of that and not care about it, I would save so much energy that's just completely wasted worrying about how I'm going to pay off this overdraft. Whereas it's going to happen either way. So I just might as well just kind of go with it instead of 
worrying about it and wasting mm. that energy. Mm. Um, and that energy goes in to the worry and the negativity rather than in positivity. So, mm. yeah. No, I totally agree. And yeah, as you say, it's an easy thing to say, but this is also where it comes in. It helps being in the body. So the more movement we do or the more mindfulness, whatever we want to call it, where we can be inside of our body instead of in our mind too much, it's easier to be accepting and empathic and humble to what's going on around us and within us. And every time we're up running the, in the loops of the mind or the subconscious get its way around and triggers us, it's, it's of course easy to get trapped. Mm. And we all have yeah. our mind loops or traps. <laughs> At least I feel yeah. that. Completely. Mm. You're so right. And I think I had this realization today. I do a lot of work on the mind in terms of meditation and mindfulness and contemplation and why do I get triggered? But my where I kind of fall down at the moment is my body work and doing yoga and practicing, moving my body, letting the energy flow around. And without that, it's still affecting my mind. So you do need both of these things. And then the soul comes in it in terms of, are you living life in line with your values and your purpose? Are you, are you going the track that you truly want to go down? Mm. So there's these three aspects. Everyone talks about the soul, body and mind being connected, but they so are like, you, you need all three um, in order to really pick up and feel that kind of fulfillment and energy that everyone wants to, to feel. And I, I'm certainly realizing the, the impact of not doing enough body work. Mm. And so, you used to do a lot more, right? Before? Not maybe yoga, but. Yeah, I used to I go to gym a lot. And I felt very good in my, my body. And of course, the when you was around in spring, I did a lot more yoga and I actually felt I remember feeling a lot more energized than I had been mm. interestingly enough mm. so and especially as it was kundalini yoga with the yes. a lot of focus on creativity and channeling the fire from the stomach all of the core work it it's just a natural way it works when we do these type of movements it activates the, the prana the life force the energy and boom but yeah if we continue on the topic of just attachment and letting go and the expectations that we have do you have any any words that you want to say regarding this do you have any good tips or advice or how do you work with it jack uh how do i work with letting go um how i work with it i i've trained my mind to see if that i'm triggered by something and this is more on to do with mindfulness if I'm triggered, it is a good opportunity to learn more about myself and figure out what's causing that, that trigger. It's an opportunity to heal and grow. And if you can have that awareness, and it takes kind of work to do this, but it's, it's just that matter of self-awareness to know, okay, I'm triggered here. What's triggering me? Have this curious mindset of like, what, what is it in me that feels this kind of need to feel emotion and get attached to this outcome? Why do I have this expectation? Again, it's just contemplation on, on myself. Um, that, that's how I do it. Because if I've got that mind set about it, I don't linger on it for a long period of time. It can still get triggered in the moment, but at least if you've done that, then the less likely you are to get triggered by it later down the line. Mm. That made sense. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think I have a similar approach as well. And the contemplation helps. And I know from just the type of people I've been around with before earlier in my life and maybe family and just in general, too many people are not even aware of this and they don't even know that they have this really need and uh, underlying control pattern and behavior that they always want to have control over their life and the situations because they think that that will bring them happiness, which is so mm. silly and not true. But it's maybe because of the way we're taught that if you control the way you look and you control the way you eat and the way you live and the job you have and the friends you have and what people think about you, cool, then you're going to be fulfilled. But obviously, it's the other way around. <laughs> it's not even close to that. Yeah. I mean, you say it's obvious. I guess it's just a, you know, it's a belief. It is just a, a belief that's been imprinted from a young age yes. and through society as well. So Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so hard for a lot of people. And maybe this is connected also to the fire and the way we're brought up. But I mean, the fire we have in the stomach and the, this is also connected to the digestive fire that why are we wanting everything to be perfect? If you are someone, if you're listening right now and you feel that maybe this is in line with me, maybe I'm trying to control myself and my life and people. Why? And what do you get out of it? And what kind of fulfillment is it? What feeling are you seeking with the control that you're searching for or the control that you want to have? And is it the the opinions from other people? Is it the way they approve you that makes you feel feel good and makes you feel that the control and the outcome now is perfect? I don't know. It's something to contemplate on. And I I don't think you and I are very connected to always wanting to control. I think we're quite chill and relaxed in general. But I know that there are other people around us. At least for me, my mom is kind of a control freak. And always wants to have things in a certain way and wants me to listen to all the single phrases, for example. I'm back home, as you can hear, <laughs> basically mm. my parents. And that requires a lot of patience from my side and just accepting and maybe joking a bit more and making her relax to make that control pattern like cool down a bit. So maybe also interesting if you're connected to control and controlling the situations or people. Are you around people who also have a similar behavior? That could also be a question to contemplate about. What kind of people are you surrounded with? Are they living in the flow? Or are they also in a work environment or in relationships where control is an important part for them to be able to feel fulfilled and happy? Mm. And yeah, I, I don't know. Do you think that control is connected a lot to wanting to have a, a specific outcome or the expectations? Yeah, yeah, I think we... You know, being in control makes us feel safe. Um, mm. If we're in control, there's certainty, there's security. Mm. Like naturally, that comes from. This is why you know, if you go to Maslow's pyramid, um, like the bottom is just security and house and food, all the basic things that we need. And there's this just innate control in us for for safety and. This is why it's so hard to maybe step outside that comfort zone because if you don't know what's going to happen, you don't have that control and you lose control of what's going on around you. 
But I think it's when you realize actually you're so the only thing you have control of is how you feel, really. And I guess the actions you take you don't have any control of what happens externally around you. So why worry about it? Only know what you can control, which is your internal state mm-hmm. and the actions you take on that. Actually, I don't the question. pyramid thing reminds me that this is a lot connected to the root chakra, actually, maybe more so than the core. But the basic safety, as you said. And I think, I know that at the moment when we're recording this podcast right now and you were listening, Jack is recording at work and taking a bit of space to do this. And I know you have a really tight schedule today. So are you are you in need to go, Jack? I am in need to go. So I think that, yes, I think we... We may end this podcast now, but we will continue this topic because it's a really juicy one and I'm actually really enjoying it. I want to go into it more, but yeah, I think that due to work commitments, I have to to leave there. Mm. But actually, just before we go, something I've wanted to express is just thank you to everyone who who's listening to this podcast, who sent in your lovely comments and made some really nice reviews as well. It's been incredible feedback and has given yeah so much to to both of us. I think I can speak on behalf of you as well, yes. Susanna. It's, <laughs> it's so so nice and you know very very grateful for you all you listening and yeah it's so appreciated. So appreciated and it makes us feel that this is so important and we just want to continue recording and that's also why I'm going to the UK (laughs) so we can get some really good juicy topics on I have a request and I know one thing I want to talk about in a coming episode and that's the sexual energy and talking more about sex because people don't do that so uh, yeah we'll see when that comes up (laughs) but Jack enjoy the rest of your day and I know you have a coaching client soon as well so good luck with that Thank you. Thank you. I will let you know how it goes shortly and then everyone else after. Yeah, cool. So, cool. And uh, yeah, if anyone who are listening or up to coaching, I want to say this without Jack knowing this, but Jack is the best possible coach you can ever get. So if you are interested in trying a free session, you do free sessions, right? The first one, Jack? Yes. Yeah. Do it. And it's quite nice to actually do it over Skype. Both you do Skype sessions for yourself and when you're a client to other coaches. And you can get a lot out of it. You don't have to meet face-to-face. So, yeah, you can always get in contact with Jack or with through me if you're yeah linked to me on any social media. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just as a sign Thank note. you for that, for that, that nice shout-out. I'm no I mean, there might be a slight bias. I'm like the best possible coach in the world. But I no, I, yeah, I think that coaching is really incredibly powerful. And just the ability to express to someone, well, everything that we speak about coaching is linked to because it can just help you in terms of self-study. And what am I attached to? Why am I attached to that? And if you've got someone on the other end asking you them questions, really digging into you and holding that space it's a lot easier to verbalize and you'll Mm. get a lot of aha moments so Mm. i mean even if you know even if it's not me i recommend everyone looking for for a coach it just they're incredible um Mm. incredible 21st 
Josh, your yeah. biggest gift. If I would give the first thing that I love about you is that you're the best listener. I think you're great at holding space. And that Thank makes you. a pretty awesome quality as a coach. So Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, thank everyone again for listening and subscribing and giving us your opinion. We love it. And as always, if you have any requests or anything that you are working through and you want us to take up in this podcast as a topic, we would love to take it on board and work through it with you. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. Are you going to go Thank for the you. classical, Jack? You know your classical phrase course, that you end the podcast with? Hey, do. <laughs> hey, do, Jack. Hey, do, hey, do. <laughs> hey, do, everyone. Take care and lots of love. Speak soon. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.